0: For the very first time here on the Membership Geeks podcast, we are going behind the membership. As Callie talks to Lucy Walker from the Metalsmith Academy to get the ins and outs of her journey as a membership site owner. Let's do this.
1: You're listening to the Membership Geeks podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business each and every week. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Morrison and Callie Willows.
0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 341 of the Membership Geeks podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Morrison, joined by the one and only Callie Willows.
1: Hello there.
0: And for the very, very first time, we are going behind the membership right here on the Membership Geeks podcast. Now, those of you who've been following us for a while will know that we've always had the main podcast. I need to <laughs> I need to stop calling it the main podcast. This has been a bone of contention for Callie over the years. But we've always had the Membership Geeks podcast, formerly the Membership Guys podcast. But for was it five seasons, Callie? Yeah. Um, we also had a yearly seasonal show called Behind the Membership, which many of you will have listened to and indeed been subscribed to now as part of the recent shakeup the recent rebrand and the recent tinkering that we've done with this podcast and of course Callie joining me on this show behind the membership has been folded in to this show so you just have to come to one place to get all of your tips and advice for your membership and to get those incredible deep dive stories into other membership owners
1: yeah, it's a friendly merger.
0: It is. Yes, I'm glad you said friendly. I'm glad we <laughs> clarified friendly. Yeah, it's there,
1: it's not a hostile takeover. But-
0: and honestly, it it just makes sense because behind the membership was incredibly popular, and even just as a listener, I love hearing the real, real stories of real membership owners. It's not fluff. It's not you know painting everything as this amazing unachievable unattainable incredible success you know we don't just pick people who have phenomenal success and only talk about the good stuff like you get deep into the the lows and the downs and the realities of things too right
1: yeah definitely the highs the lows the challenges what makes it worthwhile in the end as well all that stuff
0: Yeah, just as kind of the tagline for that show is those real conversations with real membership owners. So we're very excited to be bringing those to you as a regular um, episode here once a month on the Membership Geeks podcast. So to kick things off for the very first official Behind the Membership episode, um, tell me about today's guest.
1: So today I'm very excited to be talking with Lucy Walker from the Metalsmith Academy. And Lucy's got an awesome story. So she's only just over a year into her membership, but she's already got thousands of members. And yeah, just a huge success story, but it hasn't all been plain sailing as you'll hear in the podcast. And actually this membership came about in large large part from the pandemic hitting. So Lucy already had a, a successful business out in Malaysia. And when the pandemic hit, that was shut down. So the membership came as a result of that. And it's great to speak to Lucy and see how that kind of what started as quite a problematic issue has turned into a huge success for her.
0: Yeah, that's, I think there's no better kind of story to start with and um, for behind the membership because I know that a lot of people out there who are either thinking of starting their membership sign or who were prompted into action because of what we've all gone through over the last couple of years, th- they'll no doubt get a lot of Uh, insight and inspiration into what lucy's being able to do with the metalsmith academy so i'm excited to hear it and i'm genuinely i I, you know cali interviewed lucy they had a fantastic chat and this is my first time hearing the gold nuggets and all the fantastic things that no doubt came out of uh, that conversation so should we do this
1: yeah let's dive in For the first time on the Membership Geeks podcast, we're going behind the membership. And today I'm talking with the wonderful Lucy Walker from Lucy Walker Jewelry and the Metalsmith Academy, all about her membership journey so far. Thank you so much for joining me today, Lucy.
2: Thanks so much for having me, Kelly. It's uh, great to be here.
1: I'm really looking forward to talking with you. But before we really dive into the kind of nitty gritty, could you let us know a little bit about the Metalsmith Academy? Who's it for? What does it offer?
2: Okay, so uh, the Metalsmith Academy, um, basically a uh, ripoff of your guy's name, I'm afraid, or what was your guy's uh, name before you moved over to the geeks, um, but basically we uh, are a membership for jewelers, uh, metalsmiths um, around the world, and we offer online classes amongst other things. We've got um, forums and you know the usual suppliers and discount pages and, and stuff like that. Um, but basically, we've been running the membership now for about, I think, nine months. So we're, we're pretty new to this membership stuff. Um, but yeah, we're just aim, uh, sorry, we just aim—sorry—we just aim our membership at, at jewelers who are wanting to get started making jewelry or kind of in the middle of their journey. And basically, we're we're attracting quite a few people now because we we hit this whole membership thing right in the middle of COVID, and um, yeah, everybody wanted not only to learn but also to be part of a community too. Um, So we were quite lucky in that we actually, first of all, launched our online classes, and then we kind of moved on to the membership model. And this was all throughout the COVID period. So we we have actually, you know, been reasonably lucky in in that.
1: So did you actually, uh, did you already plan to launch courses and the membership before COVID hit, or was the entire kind of change due to COVID happening?
2: Um actually we planned to launch online classes about 6 months before covid hit and that was just individual classes sold on a you know one class basis you sign up you get the class you have access for a year and um we i i honestly cannot believe my luck that we had that idea because it put us 6 months ahead of all the um the competition who when covid hit decided hey oh my God, we've got to switch to online classes. And, you know, anyone who's made classes, you guys all know, it's absolutely brutal. Um, So I'm glad we kind of got that, you know, six months head start there.
1: Awesome. And so when you um, decided to switch from classes to membership, what was the impetus for that? What made you decide to make that change?
2: Oh my God, the amount of emails asking for extensions on classes. (laughs) That That was pretty much it. You know, we Um, when we launched the online classes we were trying to decide how long to give access uh, for and i am so glad when i look back that we decided on a year we didn't make it lifetime membership i'd seen the kind of ball aches that people can face when they offer um lifetime membership because hell what is lifetime even um so we offered uh our classes with availability for a year and even six months down the line into people's classes would be Absolutely inundated with emails saying, um, I've not had a chance to look at my class. I've not had a chance to look at my class. Can I get an extension? And, um, you know, obviously, giving all these extensions out isn't great for business, but we, we definitely help where we can. But it was mainly just the, the fact that we were inundated with these emails. And in, in the end, it was like, we cannot keep up with this. We've got to do something. And uh, yeah, that's when we started, you know, probably listening to your guys' podcasts, and said, yeah, I, I think we've got to make the switch.
1: And so how long ago did you actually launch the membership now? Uh, the membership
2: was launched in April this year.
1: Awesome. So, so just under a year.
2: Yeah, just, just coming up to that first year now. So now I've got the job of uh, trying to make sure that everyone who signed up annually for the first launch hopefully we're going to get a few resubscribes there. So we'll see how that
1: goes. Awesome. Am I right in remembering that you, you sent like a swag bag to your annual members when they were signing up and things, didn't you? I remember seeing some pictures of that. They looked awesome. Yeah, that was
2: um, absolutely brilliant and just insane in terms of engagement on Instagram. You know, the amount of unpacking videos that we got where we were, we were tagged and, uh, you know, everyone was sharing everything and, you know, everyone was really, really excited. And, we didn't actually expect um, to have such a successful launch in terms of annual members when we first launched. So we'd ordered something like 500 uh, of each of our swag bag items. And and when we launched, uh, we actually ended up with something like (laughs) 1,300 annual members. And so then it was just an absolutely brutal job of trying to explain to everyone, I'm really sorry, but your swag bag, it's going to be like three months late, but it was a great problem to have, but a lot of drama.
1: That's awesome. And 1300 annual members at your your launch is incredible. And I think I remember you mentioning in the Academy, you had something like 3000 signups overall, yeah, is that
2: right? Something like that. It's, it's just, I think it's coming up to about 3500 now. Um, we actually just switched over from a closed-door model to an open-door model. Um, so, we've got to kind of see how that goes now.
1: Awesome. And so, what's um, what first of all made you decide to go with that closed model initially, and why have you now made that change?
2: Well, actually, um, I thought it was going to be easier. <laughs> so, I thought having the closed-door model means that you can concentrate your marketing efforts in a set period of time, and that's that. Um, but what it turned out to be was, you know, we were only opening three times a year and, you know, we had, I think, yeah, basically, uh, two full launches while we were in the closed-door model. And it was just like blind panic hit two months before the launch. Every single time you, you kind of stopped working on everything else and did nothing but focus on marketing for, for two whole months. And it just got absolutely insane. Um, so about I think about we got to that two-month stage before we were due to launch again and I said guys I know I keep saying I want a closed-door model but I've changed my mind I I don't want to be this stressed every four months Um, so it didn't take much to convince everyone and we went right okay let's let's just do it and, and let's try and so far you know I'm really happy that we did it's a lot more relaxing we can help people when they actually need help so if someone reaches out and says Hey, I, you know, I need help with with this kind of stone setting. Can you help me? You know, I can then respond and say, Yep, you need to do this, 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 this. But if you want a little more information, uh, we've actually got a full class on this over at the uh, Metal Academy. And you know, if you uh, if you want to learn more, we can absolutely join now. But of yeah. course, with a closed door model, you're saying to people, Oh, yeah, absolutely, we can help you, uh, but in four months' time, mate, and and nobody's uh, nobody's gonna like that.
1: Yeah, definitely. It enables you if you're getting those support requests or those questions to to point people directly to the product, which is, as you said, great. And so just to put into context for our listeners, you mentioned, you know, over 3000 members at launch. But just for context, I'm presuming that means you've got a pretty big audience to start with.
2: Yeah, I mean, we have I think most of it stemmed from Instagram. Um, And I think about five years ago, we had probably five. 500 followers or something Uh, and we're up to about 130,000 now which has um, been pretty good growth and so I think uh, our audience is is reasonable size but I think most of it actually starts with Instagram. Um, There's a few people that find us just on on, uh, YouTube but what we're trying to do now is drive people from uh, Instagram to YouTube to our other channels to kind of broaden things out a little bit Um, but yeah, we're, we're gradually kind of building up the mailing list, you know, starting with Instagram, starting with YouTube and kind of funneling everyone in there or trying.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'd imagine it's the perfect topic for Instagram in terms of the, just the visual element of it, if nothing else.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we do have some crazy photo shoots and, you know, I think half the people that follow us really like the fact that, you know, as well as having, you know, pretty, pretty photographs of jewelry and and tips and tricks and whatnot. We've also got, um, three dogs who play a huge part in our, in our social media campaigns and, and everyone really goes nuts for that. So it's a little bit of everything, I think.
1: Awesome. And so on YouTube, then when you're funneling people to YouTube, is that more the kind of how to type videos that you're posting there?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Um, a lot of the time it will be like a, a short section from one of our classes. Um, you know a lot of our classes we've got like an overriding kind of class that might be you know an hour and a half two hours long it's probably broken up into a few videos but then with each class what we have are like little resources like hey you might not know how to do this so here's how to do this go and watch this video there and so these little resources videos are absolutely um, goals for sharing on uh, on YouTube so that's generally what we post on there Um, kind of some like little you know previews as well for the for the classes and things like that. But yeah, generally speaking, mostly how tos.
1: So you're not having to create brand new content all the time, essentially. Then for the for the free content, you're utilising that member content.
2: Oh, definitely, <laughs> and that's actually one huge, huge benefit of the membership versus individual classes. Because um, when we're having individual classes, you know, we had a couple of students really, really just a little pissed off that we'd released. 10 minutes of one of the classes over on on YouTube and it's like, mate, this class is an hour and a half long. There's 10 minutes on YouTube. Um, but you're a little bit snarky about that. But of course, with membership, you know, people are paying to have access to everything. So hey, if I want to release a whole class on YouTube that's already in the membership, that's no biggie. Yeah,
1: great. And so are you adding new content to the membership regularly, or is there kind of that base library there for people to pick and choose from? How's it working for you?
2: Oh no, we're full on psycho when it comes to making new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um I, uh when we launched, we kind of had the original classes that we had, our original online classes, and then three full new ones. So I think we started out with something like 13 full classes, lots of small bits of resources and, and things like that as well. Um, but just 13 classes. So what we're trying to do is make at least i would say six new classes a year and, and hopefully you know two years three years time we can chill out a little bit on that front but for now we just know it's like nose to the grindstone and, and just get on with making
1: and so other than your content then what are you doing in terms of retention how are you keeping members happy and coming back month after month i've no bloody idea to be
2: perfectly honest <laughs> No, we're actually, we're really trying to dive into retention right now. Um, it's it's just not been top of the priority because we've already, you know, we've always had a, a nice regular stream of people uh, wanting to join. And, and now we've just, like I said, moved to the permanently open membership. And so we're really starting to pay attention to the numbers. And we just got, uh, what is it, MP stats, which is <laughs> absolutely brutal. And that's really motivated me to, you know, step up the game on the retention front. I mean, we've definitely got what I thought was a really nice email campaign um, to welcome people into the academy. Uh, But we've just joined with Robin Kennedy, and looking through a lot of their stuff, it's like, okay, we need to be a little bit more frou frou, a little bit more personal, a little bit more kind of welcoming rather than just here's this, here's this, here's this kind of deal so we're definitely going to have a total overhaul of of that very soon Um, but we do try and get people straight into the forums as soon as they join you know the first thing that we say on email is hey go say hi in the forums i'll be there waiting for you you know come and introduce yourself so that's pretty much all we do so far Um, but hopefully if we ever have this conversation in a a couple of years time we'll have made massive improvements there
1: (laughs) And so you mentioned kind of we a couple of times there. What's the team like? It's it's presumably not just you from the sounds of it.
2: Oh yeah, hell no. <laughs> I would be dead by now. Um, so yeah, so I kind of um, started everything about five years ago, um, running in-person classes here in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, teaching people how to make jewelry and whatnot. And eventually we started getting a few more people coming in from abroad and, and then it kind of grew for the in-person classes, and um so my my husband he's Malaysian, so he's always been like a silent business partner, so he was the first um, to quit his job and join the team um full time and then I have such a great friend here called uh, Venice, and we met back in university when we were both studying jewelry design, probably about eight years ago now, and she's Malaysian as well, and it's so weird that everyone just ended up well, I guess it's weird that I ended up back here, but <laughs> um so then i think probably about two and a half years into the business venice joined the business as another partner and then finally um venice's boyfriend hopefully soon to be fiance god damn it he's got to propose soon no Um, pressure there (laughs) no pressure there um but anyway he he's actually an absolute tech genius uh and we we weren't kind of sure whether he'd he'd want to join the business. And at first he didn't. And then we're like, yeah, okay, come on, come on, come on. And he joined the business finally about a year ago. And he has just absolutely changed everything. We couldn't be without him now. So technically to answer that after a lot of waffle, we're four business partners and four staff.
1: (laughs) Okay, cool. So a a nice size team there. It's not too overwhelming at the minute. (laughs)
2: Yeah. It's getting more and more though, you know, sometimes it's just nice to have a little bit of you time. and, And now I'm like, I didn't sign up to be a boss lady. I, I just want to go and play with sparkly things by myself. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm kind of like overseeing all this all this crazy stuff. But yeah, it's it's a real great team that we've got.
1: So I'd love to touch on that a little bit more. Then with the with the team, with that is that something where you kind of, you mentioned there you you never planned to be a boss lady. Is that something that you did find became more of a challenge, kind of learning how to take on that leadership role and run the team alongside the business and the membership and things?
2: I have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to being a boss, none whatsoever. Thankfully, like our entire team, uh, myself, uh, my husband, Venice, and Neo, we're all kind of workaholics and it's a constant competition to see a, who can work the hardest and B, who can outdrink each other at the pub. So it's kind of <laughs> like the perfect little team, um, but we all work really hard. Um, so that's never been an issue uh, it, as we're growing and having more and more staff. Um, that's getting, it's getting a little tough to control just because there's, you know, so much going on and so many places that you feel you need to be involved with at all times. Um, but we are really lucky to have, you know, a really nice, a really nice team here in Malaysia. So.
1: Awesome. And are you still running the um, offline side of the business as well? Or is it all online yeah. now?
2: Yeah, everything's online now. Like Malaysia's a total, you know, it's a total mess right now in terms of letting people into the country. It's something like a seven-day quarantine period, you know, after filling out 27,000 forms online. So, you know, having people come in for classes is just a, a no-go right now. Um, but also, we've totally repurposed our entire studio um, to make room for filming and, and everything else. So there's just no space at the minute.
1: And so that's probably a nice segue then into talking about challenges. Is there anything in particular that you have found difficult about that transition to being a membership site owner or running the membership?
2: Um, I kind of miss the banter in the studio. I really do. Like when we actually had in-person classes, you know, the, the feedback and the, the friendships, um, they were really, really incredible. In fact, one of my best friends now is is someone that I actually met, you know, and she came over to, to Malaysia to take a class, Rella, and she's in South Africa. And, and so we just kind of hit it off straight away. And now she actually is one of our community managers in the forums and on Instagram. So, so I definitely miss that side of things. Of course, with, with jewelry, it's really, it's such a practical skill as well. So whereas... When you were teaching in-person classes, you could just have a vague outline and show people and be there then to guide them through their problems. With online classes, you know, the, the clearer you make the classes, the less questions and the less, you know, work you have to do in the background. So it has definitely made me a lot clearer in my teaching, you know, being aware that, hey, these people can't necessarily ask questions and get an instant answer. So most of my classes now will actually be me going, Yep, you can do this and this is what you should do. Uh, This is probably going to work best for you. If this happens, do this. If this happens, do this. If this happens, just throw it in the trash and start again. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's definitely changed the way I teach.
1: Awesome. And if that's been the challenge then, what's been the highlight or what's the favorite thing for you about having the membership?
2: Definitely being able to work, which is really random to say this right now, but being able to work wherever you like. So despite uh, COVID, we have been still able to do a lot of internal travel within Malaysia. Um, So as a team, we'll often pack up. uh, Sorry, I'm going to make you all super jealous, but we can just head off to the most beautiful tropical island in the world. We can fly there, be there within an hour. We unpack our laptops and, you know, we've got all our laptops out by the beach bar. The microphone has even been on holiday in the past (laughs) before. And and we can just pack up and go work from anywhere for a week or two weeks, and, and that's that's just absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah, that sounds pretty incredible to me right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, I know it's freezing cold over there right now.
1: Yeah, freezing cold. I haven't traveled anywhere for a couple of years, but you know, touch wood, this will be the year. <laughs>
2: fingers crossed, fingers crossed.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'd like to go back to something you mentioned before. So in terms of the community that you have in the membership. So how are you getting engagement in that community? Presumably you had a bit of a head start because you did have such a good number of members initially. Um, but what are you doing there to kind of foster discussion in that community?
2: Okay, we've got quite a few little cool tricks here, I think. Um, but generally, I'm in there every day. From That's the first thing I do on a morning. So eight o'clock, I'm up there. I got my psycho juice coffee. And, um, you know, and that's what I'm doing, just chitter-chattering away to everyone and engaging. And it's not just about answering questions. You know, it's like cheerleading as well. And just generally having a good laugh a lot of the time as well. You know, when I'm when I'm actually in the forums on a morning, if you could actually film me through the, the webcam, you'd just see me smiling like a goofball at the camera, you know, because it does actually make me happy. And I think, I hope that comes across over in the forums as well. Um, but generally, we we try to do pretty much what you guys recommended, which was tagging other people that can help. We have some absolutely amazing uh, members who really go all out to help. So what we did was we started a member of the month competition uh, and we installed, don't ask me what it is, I told you I know nothing about tech, but basically in every forum post, there's a little light bulb next to people's comments or next to people's posts. And so if someone finds it helpful, they just click the light bulb, right? I think you guys might actually have that. We rip a lot of things off you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we put the the little light bulbs in. And so whoever gets the most light bulbs at the end of the month is our member of the month. And then what we do is we pack out, uh, we pack up a really nice surprise gift for them and send that out in the mail. And everybody absolutely loves that. Um, And it's just so much fun to pack up little gifts for people as well. Um, The other thing that we do that really works in at least getting people to the forum just once is we make sure we always have random giveaways on over there. And it's just like an Instagram competition where we'll say, hey, just got, you know, a hundred carats of gemstones, just quite a few gemstones. Um, Just got these in, we're giving them away. All you have to do is tell us what you're going to make with them. And then what we do is we then update the onboarding emails. So anyone who has just joined then has a second reason to go on over to the forums as well. So we first ask them to introduce themselves. And then, you know, maybe three or four days later, we go, oh, by the way, you know, you might not have seen this, but go check out this competition that we've got running now. Um, So that's a couple of things that we do over in the forums. But I think, I think the main thing, I mean, they are, they're, fantastic forums even if I do say so myself everyone's so engaged it's wonderful but I think it is the community you know it's everyone who's in there is just really passionate and it it comes across really really well.
1: Awesome. I love that giveaway idea there as well as part of the onboarding that's such a such a great idea I don't think I've seen anybody else doing that.
2: Yeah it was just kind of like a little bribe like how do we get people in the forums and so um, we just update the, the surprises. So like every two months, I think we go in and put two more prizes in so that we can update the welcome sequence, email everyone else as well and just say, hey, you know what, we've got this over in the forums, go visit it. Awesome.
1: And so you mentioned forums there. What made you decide to go with forums rather than something like a Facebook group? And what are you actually using for those forums? Just because I know that's the kind of thing people will be wanting to know.
2: Yeah, we. <laughs> I'm surprised I remember this, but we're using BuddyBoss. I actually, before we came on the podcast, I'm like, Sean, what do we use for our forums? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we use, uh, Woody We do have a Facebook group as well. Um, I'm not overly active in there and I don't advertise that I'm active in there. I usually, um, you know, on in the onboarding process, it's like, guys, I am in the forums. Um, I'll pop in a couple of times a week over to our Facebook group. Um, But to be honest, I didn't want the distraction of Facebook. I know that any time I open up Facebook to do something business-wise, you open it up, you get distracted by something else, and and you forget what you're supposed to be doing. And the same thing with Instagram. Um, So I know that if I have people giving me questions over in the forums, and I'm in there every morning... I'm just answering those questions. I'm not getting distracted by a, a, you know, a flying Husky or, you know, or some cute other dog video. I'm just able to focus. So, and you know, I'm a creative person. So my mind's all over the place anyway. So for us, it was literally a no brainer. It's like forums.
1: That sounds, sounds perfect. And so are you doing any live content or calls in the membership as well? Or is it the pre-recorded content and the community?
2: It's all pre-recorded. I'm absolutely terrified of getting live.
1: I can relate there.
2: (laughs) No way. I will drop an F-bomb or I'll drop a C-bomb or I'll say something that I really shouldn't say. And you know what? In this day and age, it's just getting really scary how people can be cancelled for absolutely anything. And I'm like, I'm just not putting myself in a situation where that might happen.
1: And so as we start to wrap up then, I would love to know, is there anything, so you're still less than a year into the journey, but is there anything that you actually wish you'd known earlier or that you'd do differently if you were starting again?
2: Ooh, I actually, I don't know. I mean, hindsight's such a great thing, right? So I can say for sure, I wish I'd started building an audience earlier. Um, I wish, you know, like Instagram, we started concentrating on it. I wish I started like when I first started making jewelry or when I first started doing anything and just slowly built an audience rather than, hey, I'm starting a business, so I've got to do this. And this is actually what I tell a lot of our our students. I go, guys, if you want to sell this eventually, you know what? This is like your your first week metalsmithing. You're not going to sell anything, not for, you know, six months or a year or whatever. But you know what? Let people in on that journey now so that when you are ready to sell, you've got an audience. And I wished someone would have told me that like, you know, 10 years ago when I was just kind of, you know, pottering around with ideas and what I actually wanted to do. Um, So if I was to do anything differently, it probably wouldn't have been in the last year. I think everything, touch wood, has gone, you know, reasonably according to plan. But if I could do one thing different, it would be start building an audience earlier and start collecting those emails even earlier than that.
1: Yeah. I think that's uh, for creatives in particular, what you said there about you might not be planning on selling it yet, but show the journey because you'll start building that audience in case you do. I think that's such a a great insight. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, even if, if you're never going to sell, then, you know, whatever, just, just, just treat it as if you're showing your friends what you're doing and just, just keep posting because you never know what you're going to want to do in the future. And if you just, you know, if you just do this as if you're showing your family, then you'll just gain followers and hey if you find 10 years later you want to start a business you have an audience ready and waiting.
1: Overall then what impact would you say having the membership has had on your life and business? Well I don't have a
2: bloody Ferrari yet that's (laughs) (laughs) um I mean what has it had on my life well it means I have no life um basically the We've been, like I said, it's been nine months and it's been a nine month hard slog. There is no denying that. I work like 12 hour days, seven days a week. I mean, sometimes it's from a beach, so I can't really complain. Um, But I feel like, you know what, two years from now, when everything's calmed down, when we've got all our classes in place and we have all our systems in place and that's I think that's going to be the biggest thing for us it's like just getting the systems in place like we have winged so much and now it's like okay we really have to systemize everything Um, and I think once that kicks in life should be a, a hell of a lot sweeter and of course having not having the stress of you know, having to launch a class every like six months to get any revenue and having that recurring monthly income. That's, um, that's pretty sweet.
1: And do you have particular goals that you're aiming for with the membership kind of, do you have in your, your mind what the end game is or the end result you want from that?
2: I don't really, cause you know what? I actually just love doing this. You know, I, some like I say, I work like absolutely crazy hours, but if I was a millionaire. You know, all I'd do, I'd retire, go set up a new studio somewhere else, (laughs) and just end up doing it all over again. But I'd probably have a dog's home next door, (laughs) you know, support a few extra charities. Um, But I'm not a fancy person. I don't really need anything in my life. I mean, I don't mind, you know, a few holidays, but I would do this, whatever, to be perfectly honest. (laughs)
1: I love that. And so final question then, if someone's listening and thinking of starting a membership, what one tip would you give them?
2: Start building an audience as (laughs) soon as you can. It's so important. It really is. And and not just an audience, an email list, you know, the, the whole Facebook and Instagram and YouTube stuff is great but start building an email list. Just make one simple lead magnet, get it out there and uh, get those email addresses. And once you have them, just stay in touch.
1: Yeah. I think it's the keeping in touch part that definitely becomes where people fall down. I think.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm terrible. We send out one email a month to our list. Generally, I'm desperately trying to up that now to one a week. Um, and, uh, Yeah, let's let's see how that goes, see if I can keep it up. But that's kind of my New Year's resolution is is one email a week. But, you know, make it something worth sending.
1: Yeah, Definitely. And so I have to say, it's been a joy seeing your progress in the Academy this last year. And I've loved hearing more about your your story today. As we wrap up, then, is there just anything else that I haven't asked you about or anything that we haven't talked about that you you would like to mention or or anything like that?
2: No, I mean, I would just like to say a massive thanks to uh, to you and Mike. I mean, we have, um, you know, as, as a company, we literally have popcorn and wine nights where we're, we're sitting just dissecting your classes and watching everything and really, you know, trying to take as much as we can. And, and we've learned so much from you. So thank you so much. And, you know, like you say, um, over at the Academy, it's like, you know, one of the biggest things you guys do is you're a live case study and, uh, you know, we have taken so much inspiration, um, from you guys. And, you know, we can't say how, how grateful we are for that. It's it's just really nice to have a non-pushy honest sales approach.
1: Oh, well, thank you. It's been a pleasure to be part of your journey and I, I am really looking forward to seeing like what this next year has in store for you as well. Um, yeah, it's exciting. And, um, yeah. so any, <laughs> but anyone listening who's wanting to check out lucy's membership and her work as well head to com and you'll find everything there i believe
2: yep that's right that's where we're at uh,
1: but all that's left to say then is thank you so much for chatting with me today lucy it's been an absolute pleasure and as i said i am really looking forward to seeing what the next year has in store for you
2: thank you ever so much to you too kelly and uh cheers to mike too
0: Wow, what a fantastic story and what a fantastic journey Lucy's been on with the Metalsmith Academy.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely amazing to hear. And again, she's just over a year into the journey now, and I'm really excited to see what things happen for her now. Like moving from the close to the open model in particular, I think it's going to be interesting how that works for her this year.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, obviously we kind of favor... The open model, in most cases, more than the closed model. So I'm definitely going to be watching uh, with curiosity as to how that goes. And, you know, I like the fact that she talked about how on paper, in theory, it's tempting to think that that closed door model is going to be easier. Certainly the, the advocates of that model really promote it as well this is the easier way to run a membership but any of us who run memberships know there is no easy way there's no you know quick fix solution and in fact the fact that lucy's finding the open door model to be a lot more relaxing and less stressful i think just demonstrates what we always talk about so i'm very uh, yeah i'd love to see us revisit where lucy's at in a year or two as well um once that switch over has kind of been a little more locked in so yeah it's going to be really interesting to follow that
1: yeah definitely and i love all the little touches that lucy's been doing with the membership as well to just make it that bit more personal with things like the swag bags for annual i love members. that yeah like that giveaway, the,
0: the, giveaway is yeah, the, the giveaway as is well. part of the onboarding as well the
1: onboarding is awesome i don't think i've really heard people doing that before and it, it such a great way to get people into the community
0: so. definitely and you mentioned the 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 swag bags like the social media engagement around those like some of the most popular most successful youtube videos are people just unpacking gifts or subscription boxes and stuff like that so the fact that lucy's being able to kind of tap into that that kind of thing that's really appealing to people currently on social media um, particularly in video as part of just her her kind of it's almost onboarding strategy for for annual members, yeah. right? I mean that's phenomenal.
1: And they were beautiful. I mean she shared some pictures in the academy uh, when she first launched and yeah those swag bags were lovely. So
0: yeah. yeah I I just love the fact that you know jewelers are called metalsmiths. <laughs> it's such a it's such a hardcore kind of name. I love that. You can imagine a TV show, The Metalsmith. <laughs> Actually, you know, if Lucy's listening back to this episode, you've got to call something The Metals. You've got to do like a TV or a mockumentary series, The Metalsmith. That's probably a good place to end it before I start like <laughs> scripting out episode one of The Metalsmith. I think this has been a fantastic place to start, the very first behind-the-membership guest here on the membership geeks podcast um yeah i'm looking forward to more of these
1: yes yes i've already got the next one in the bag so i won't give too much away but it's another good one
0: yeah, I look forward to it. This is this is, this is unusual for me because I'm not privy to these whatsoever. I'm not invited. You guys have made it clear <laughs> through all the fantastic feedback that we got on the Behind the Membership podcast when it was running separately um, that you just want to hear Callie having these talks. And so I'm more than happy to let her do her thing because you do have a particular knack for just drawing out those little gold nuggets um, and you know that real side, the reality of... The highs, the lows, the journey, the stories of being a membership owner. I try. Yeah, (laughs) you're just (laughs) nodding along there, very satisfied. All right, that is it from this week. Thanks again to Lucy Walker for being our very first behind the membership guest as part of the new, improved, revamped All Singing, All Dancing Membership Geeks podcast. We'll be back again next week with a fantastic episode where we're going to be sharing some ways in which you can make your member experience more personal and more tailored and as a result see greater engagement and ultimately better retention so you're definitely 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 going to want to come back again in a week's time for that until then take care and we'll see you soon
1: take care guys
0: if you enjoyed this week's episode of the membership geeks podcast we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com Membership Academy is the original membership about memberships, and it's the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing, and running a successful online membership business. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be and you need some help making it a reality, or whether your website is already up and running and you're looking for ways to grow and attract new members, then Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. Not only do you get access to our step-by-step membership roadmap, our extensive training library, and exclusive member-only discount and tools, you'll also become part of our supportive, active community of membership owners that will help you along the way in your journey with feedback, encouragement, and advice. All of this and more make Membership Academy the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership business. Check it out and join the community at membershipacademy.com. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Geeks podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. Membership Academy is the original membership about memberships, and it's the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing, and running a successful online membership business. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be and you need some help making it a reality, or whether your website is already up and running and you're looking for ways to grow and attract new members – then Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. Not only do you get access to our step-by-step membership roadmap, our extensive training library, and exclusive member-only discount and tools, you'll also become part of our supportive, active community of membership owners that will help you along the way in your journey with feedback, encouragement, and advice. All of this and more make Membership Academy the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership business. Check it out and join the community at membershipacademy.com.